Good morning and happy Wednesday. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Hey, it's a little bit of a gray day, but we're going to get started with our first experts this morning. And I would love to hear from you if you'd like to text in with your thoughts, your opinions, your hoorays, 850-437-1620 here to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Uh, first up today on the panel is something very near and dear to my heart, uh, something I'm really excited to to talk about with you and encourage you to kind of open your heart a little bit more this morning and uh, on top of opening your ears, of course. So first want to welcome our friends from Lakeview Center and Families First Network. So I always mess it up. I'm like, I got to get all the F's in, right? <laughs> so first I want to say good morning to April Height. I said it right? You did. Okay, so April, you are a foster home recruitment specialist for Families First Network of Lakeview, Lakeview Center. I am. But yes. you are also a former foster parent. I am. We spent 10 years. Wow, that's a, long, a whole decade. our home and, and our lives and our hearts. So your experience could probably bring a lot of knowledge to the table in being a specialist in this area. Yes, I'm looking forward to sharing with yes. you this morning. I want to hear more stories if we can, and of course, a little bit more about your experience. And I also want to welcome Jesse Howell. So Jesse, good morning. Good morning. You are a local foster mom. Um, you have had more than 100 foster kids in your home over the past <laughs> seven years it was, yes you have a very i don't know if loud rim it's a, you you have a fun house it's very fun always energetic lots, <laughs> lots of energy I'll, yes. I'll say um and of course you have had children from pretty much newborn to teenagers yes so you have a lot of experience that you can get to add into the discussion um you are also an educator with the foster care training program for, for uh, Families First Network. And right now you have nine kiddos in your home. Um, two of them are biological. And then you and your husband have adopted three sibling sets of two. And that's amazing. And so right now you're helping um, in a specific situation if you want to share a little bit more. Yeah. So we um, have our oldest daughter is 19 and so she actually lives now on her own Aww. and is um an independent living with families first network so we're so proud of her and she has two babies so um that's, that's awesome. so then we also have all our fun kids and, and just um from 19 until one is our family so so I want to ask before getting into details about Families First Network and Lakeview Center that relationship and community partnerships and, and also with First City Church too I yes. want to mention your husband is the pastor at First City Church Jesse um, and his name's Ter Taryn Taryn Howell, Howell. <laughs> that's right um, what really I want to start with as a foster parent why Oh my goodness. The why is, <laughs> is the reason, right? It's, um, because there's children and families that need safe places to go so that they can heal and become, um, the family that they're created to be. And so we can support them and, and come around side of those families and show them, Hey, you're not in this alone. It takes a village to raise children. It takes a village to get healthy and to get the supports you need. And so, um, the why to become a foster parent is so that you can help families succeed. 
um, at what they're created to be and the help that they're supposed to be. And um, just to have that joy to watch those families reunify is just, it's amazing. And that's the one of the ultimate goals in a healthy situation to see the reunification. Yes. I agree. I think Jesse and I, our hearts, you know, mirror each other. We want to see healing. We don't want to see brokenness. Like exactly. There's, there's enough of that. We're, we're in the business where we want to see healing in our families. And, and that's, that's our heart. That's our mission. That's our ministry, most importantly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool, too, um, to kind of kick off the show today. And if you'd like to text in 850-437-1620 to the Pensacola Expert Panel, chat a little bit more about Families First Network. We need more healing. There is a huge need for foster care families, foster care parents, whether single or not, right? And we're going to get more into the need and the the pressing need and numbers and all that. But first, I want to back up and talk about who Families First Network is. Sure. So Families First was established in 2001, and we meet state-appointed responsibilities uh, for caring for abused, neglected, and abandoned children in Northwest Florida. So our circuit encompasses Escambia, Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Walton County. So we are far and wide. Um, Our services include protective supervision, foster parent recruitment and training and placement. We also have adoption services and specialized assistance for teens and young adults who are aging out of the system and, you know, helping them through their next steps. And that's a little bit of like what you did with your oldest daughter, right, Jesse? Yes. With that helping instead of aging out and then kind of spiraling. You see there's that need when they age out and they have nowhere to go, no training, that life skills aren't there there's missed opportunities and sometimes the wrong road is taken right yeah so it's so beautiful because uh independent living helps them get all their home situated they set them up for success they help them go through school Mm -hmm. or get a job and and just help them educate and and so they can be independent and successful so i love that yes that's the goal breaking that cycle right we want to equip our our young adults to to launch into the world successfully and just, you know, to help break that cycle. So That's awesome. Okay, so right here, right now, um, I'm sure everyone is curious to know the need when it comes to foster care families. So right now, currently, um, how many children are in the foster care system in our circuit? So in our circuit, we've got about 800 children in licensed foster care or kinship relative placement. Um, and that includes also 350 sibling groups. So wow. a lot of our kids are coming from families with multiple children. Mm-hmm. And then these are the kids that are coming in, you know, into our care. Um, you know, without enough local beds available, which is, you know, where we're at right now, um, children are also being out, sent outside of our region. So I've heard that. Yeah. So not like all of our kids are even able being to moved here. to Orlando sometimes. Yeah. They're, and that's, I can imagine that being traumatizing. It is. For yeah. a little kid, can, like a seven-year-old yeah. who's known one life with whatever specific home life it's been or situation, whether good or bad or good to them or bad to them, right? Whatever ideas and then to be uprooted from that, move from their stuff, move from that place. And then not only that from the familiar surroundings from where they drive day to day. Yes. Yeah. They're being uprooted from everything they know, from their community, from their family, from their friends, from their school, everything. Everything, and then I can imagine that sparks not only some trauma, but a way of thinking for you know survival mode, fight or flight, and then that 
child growing into an adult where they're constantly, you know, just searching for some kind of security and some some kind of love. And they're not finding that. And so foster care really can give them that foundation, whether it's reunification and the parents get the help they need. Right. Um, and that's what ultimately want. We want everybody to be healthy and successful. Yes. Or eventually maybe, you know, a, a an adoption through foster care situation, right? That's Either right. one. That's but, right. Reunification is always our goal. Like our goal is always to wrap ourselves around the whole family, to serve the whole family, uh, to minister to the whole family, um, and and hopefully find healing there. We want all of our children to go back. But if they're not able to do that, obviously, you know, we look for alternative um, placement. But the goal is placing children in loving, stable, local families. That's our goal. That's why we need you uh, to come alongside us, um, you know, to keep our kids in our local area. Yeah. And if you've ever even just considered, uh, you know, do I want to be a foster parent? Am I fit to be a foster parent? Families First Network, is that the first stop in just like being able to ask those questions and find out more details and what it takes to being a foster care parent and not having, you mentioned eight, you said 800? Yeah. Whew. Not having 800 children waiting for their, their next step. Yeah. You want to contact uh, Families First Network. We are, like I said, the agency appointed by the state to provide those services. Um, you can call 850-453-7777. Super easy to uh, remember. You can also go to familiesfirstnetwork.org to find more information. And you're going to be placed directly. If you call the 777 number, you're going to be um, attached to a foster home recruiter. So if you're in Okaloosa Walton, that'll be me specifically. Okay. And if you're in the Pensacola area, Scambia and Santa Rosa County, you're going to be attached to Thomas Williams, who's our recruiter in this area. And we can walk you through all of those steps. We're going to walk beside you the whole way. Okay. And we're going to share in just a couple of minutes about opportunities to come out and mingle. We're going to get to those yes. events as well. But I want to get back to a little bit of the numbers um, when it comes to having 800 children in the foster care uh, program in this circuit. How many beds are currently available in the circuit as well? So let me give you some statistics. Sure. Currently, we have 285 homes, and that's level two through five. Those are licensed foster homes. And that, that equates to about 537 beds, okay, to accommodate about 463 children, okay? That's children who are in licensed foster care, not placed with a relative. This is, these are kids who are going to a home where, you know, they, there's not somebody necessarily that they have specifically made a connection with. Okay. Okay. Um, now, the, the thing about it is that number's a little bit deceiving. Um, 83 of those beds are currently on hold for various reasons, um, which means they're not actively taking kiddos into their home. Okay. They might be uh, respite care providers, meaning they just do temporary placements or emergency placements. Um, and then we also have about 90 beds that um, they need to meet an eligibility requirement, such as being a therapeutic home, a behavioral home, a medical placement. So there's higher needs there. Um, so that brings us down to about 364 beds for the 463 children approximately that are in care right now. And the, the thing about it is children are coming into care every single day. So that number is not static. It's going to change, you know, from day to day. Okay. And so there's a lot of movement in it. Lots, yeah. And, but that also reminds us of the need for foster care 
parents and foster care families to step in. Um, I know that there's like, you know, not just a need when it comes to hey, this child is being removed and they need we need placement immediately um, or long-term, excuse me, but there's like immediate placement as well. Is is there a different training when it comes to like short-term immediate placement versus longer-term stays? No, our goal is that that child's going to go to their permanent placement first. Okay. So we want you to be trained and equipped and our, our hope is that they aren't going to an immediate placement and then be moved again because that's just creating more trauma for that child and so the goal is that there are homes available that can be long-term placements that can walk this journey from beginning to end with this child that are local so these families can continue to see their children every day or every week and just have that relationship continue to partner and and practice healthy habits so the kids can go home and also just create that support with that family Mm -hmm. so that that child never has to leave both families like they get to be a part of their first family and this foster family can always be a part of each other's lives that's the goal um, so that they're healing and so there's less trauma because this is hard for a kid and um and just to go out of our community or to not have that support here when they come back, if they're in a group home, um, it just creates more disruption. It's heartbreaking. Oh, I, it's breaking my heart just thinking about it. And the, the I feel like it's that constant jerking movement of back and forth, back and forth. And it just, like I said before, creates that unknown in that child and the lack of trust when it comes to adults. Exactly. Um, and healthy adults. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr. Um, I want to ask you, Jesse, a couple questions while I have you in the hot seat real quick. You know, you hear about like foster care and uh, there's one of my favorite movies, um, Oh, now it just dropped out of my head with Mark Wahlberg. Instant family. Instant family. Thank you. I was going to (laughs) say families first, which is like, I'm like, that's not the name of the movie. But um, I love that movie. And you think about, oh, people get too attached to to these children coming in out of their home. Did you experience that? Was it was it tough to see them leave again? Oh, it's terrible. It's uh, it's it's so hard. But also, like, what's too attached? You Mm. know, Um, there's no such thing. That's a child. That's a human being that needs needs someone to invest in them that needs a family to invest in them and so what greater joy um, even in the loss even in the hardness of knowing that you were able to love that child fully and to attach to them and they them attach to you and really like I said the goal is that we can become partners with these families so we don't have to say goodbye um, and so we can see continue to see them ongoing but yeah it's it's so hard Um, But they're worth it. You know, our children in our community deserve attachment. And uh, we're the ones that should be stepping in and and creating that so that these children can heal, so they can feel safe, so they know that they're valued and that they're loved. And um, if without attachment, you can't feel those things. And so it's, it is terrible. I will not, (laughs) the loss is very hard. You grieve hard, but it is absolutely worth it every single time. And now you have nine children and you've had a hundred children in your home over the past seven years. How does that impact like your lifestyle, Jesse, when it comes to just, you know, Hey, we have a, we have a placement right now. Can they come to your house or this is a fit or, you know, how has it been for your other kiddos um, that are in the home? 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's seasons of what this has looked different than it does today. So like we actually haven't had a new placement in over a year because we have some challenges and we wanted to do what's best for our kids that are currently in home. But we've had seasons where it was like a rotating, like every night we were taking the immediate, even though we couldn't be a long-term yes, we didn't want them to not have a home. And so, um, you know, it's looked different every season, but our children, um, they, so they've experienced loss and trauma because a lot of them are from um, families that they've lost. And so um, just they feel such a burden for these children. And so the biggest thing I have to do now to protect my kids is not let them know that there are still so many kids that need help. Mm -hmm. And so really, um, but, but they love, they've learned watching them learn and grow and love kids. It's, it's a joy. I mean, I'm going to get emotional, but they, (laughs) it's amazing. Um, and they know that they're, they're helping that they're at this age at four years old, I'm making a difference in the world. And, um, they just walk with this confidence that they are world changers. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do that without, uh, having foster care in our home. And it's just been, that part's amazing because they feel like we are contributing, um, to the community in a way that is very valuable. Well, you're teaching your kids purpose at a young age. Yes. And that brings Mm -hmm. me to my next point is, you know, we all have a purpose in this life and uh, we live in an area called the Bible Belt. So we have a lot of churches around. Like you mentioned, Jesse, you and your husband, Taryn, are very passionate, obviously, about fostering and adoption, of course. Um, And your church, First City Church, is as well and has been known to be very passionate about it and outspoken in our community. Um, You have community partnerships, whether it's with other non nonprofits, right, right April, mm-hmm. um, or other churches, but there is a, like a call for help and for a need when it comes to our church and, and faith-based organiz- uh, community, I guess I'll say, to really step up right now and just think of that purpose, remind themselves they have purpose. Um, so are you continuing to see churches step up? Is there still, you know, more and more, um, you know, if somebody is listening, they're a part of church and they want y'all to, you know, get involved with them or vice versa. Are you still looking for that? Oh yeah. Uh, it's going to take the whole community to get involved, to fix this crisis and the churches, especially, um, to me, but also all of the nonprofits, but, um, the, there's fostering through faith that families first network just started that's helping connect churches and it is um just allowing us to have those open conversations of how does the church get involved how to commu- how does the community step in as an organization and um it's been really helpful just to see uh there's i think over 35 churches in escambia county and santa yeah, rosa alone, yeah. that have mm-hmm. already stepped in and said awesome. we'll be a part of this solution and it um just there's so many ways to plug in supporting the families that come to your church that are foster parents helping your church understand the need for foster families Mm -hmm. and you know it's you don't want to have a family that's had over 100 kids what you want is for us to be able to invest in small numbers of children so that they can support them on going through their life so that they are stable and and exactly where they need to be for a a sustainability of support. And so the church can step into that by the more we have, the more churches we have wrapping around families um, and just supporting them as they go on this journey, 
you know, it's a it's a game changer. That would make a huge difference. And if somebody's not ready to become a foster parent yet, is that another way for them to help? And what are some other ways that they can help? Sure. Yeah. So let me just share this. Um, if you are a church or you're someone who wants to see your church getting involved, we want to invite you tomorrow um, at 9.30 a.m. at the TAC Center on the Lakeview campus. Um, we're having a Fostering Through Faith meeting. Um, and we would love for you to attend. It'll be from 9.30 to 11. Come out and hear what our area churches are doing and how they're supporting our families um, and, and just how they're getting involved in the community. So come out. We want to invite you to that. Um, other ways that you can, you know, we, we know not everybody listening to us today is going to be like, yes, I want to be a foster parent. I can do that. It, it's not the call for everybody. We know that. But you can support, uh, like Jesse said, the families that are in your community, the families that are around you. Just spread the word. Share this this radio cast today. Don't make it weird. I think that's the right. next thing is yeah. don't make fostering a weird thing. Look at that person with all those kids coming out of their car. Be like, oh, my gosh, look, that's so awesome. That person has all those kids coming out of that car right mm -hmm. celebrate exactly. that <laughs> you don't have to go up to them and like you know start cheering but celebrate it in your church in the community right. start start normalizing foster care um i also want to get to a couple other things before we run out of time um you guys have a job fair happening today we do so there is a job fair today at the lakeview activity center on the lakeview campus okay it's from um 10 30 to 3 and that includes all three divisions of Lakeview. So it's our behavioral health, families first, and global connections. You can go to the elakeviewcenter.org website and you can read about that. There's also a link on there so you can see the current job opening. So you can kind of scan through that and see uh, if there's a good fit for you. So join okay. us today yeah very cool something if somebody's looking for a job in this and they have this expertise in this arena um also you mentioned something before we came on air coffee and conversation something oh, like that yes. I, we wanted to bring up yes so for those who are listening that want to um find out more about foster care you're just curious yeah we want to um invite you on Monday, so the next two Mondays, the 20th and the 27th at 7 p.m. It's going to be virtual by Zoom. Um, we want to invite you just to log on um, and join us for what we're calling Coffee and Conversation. So we'll have a foster parent on who will share just a little bit of life experience. Uh, we'll walk through what the licensing process looks like. You can ask all the questions that you want. It's just really a relaxed time of conversation surrounding foster care and what that might look like for you. And you can go on um, the Families First Network Facebook page. There is um, a, a print um, sorry, invitation on there, and it has the Zoom login and everything. But okay. it's open to anybody. Very good. Find out a little bit more information if you're teetering on the fence, you want to hear some more stories, you kind of want to get to know people a little bit better. That's a great start. And again, it's on Zoom, so you don't even have to leave your home. Right. Makes it super easy for you. Uh, first of all, I want to just say, you know, thank you if you're listening for taking time out of your day to just hearing this topic of discussion. It's not always easy, but I want to thank you, April, for your work at Families First Network. Um, and of course, Jesse, uh, both of you for opening your homes, becoming foster care parents uh, for explaining to people that it's not weird it's amazing and it's a blessing and for changing these kiddos lives so they can have the best life ever so thank you so much for coming in to the Pensacola expert panel today and sharing sure thanks for having us thank you
Absolutely. Hey, we've got more coming up on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Santa Rosa County. We're going to get an update here shortly. Stay tuned. We've got a local news update with Candy after Fox.